Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. A very warm welcome to the Morning Delight on Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. My name is Rafila. I'm your beautiful host, your amazing host, your God-fearing host. With you all the way until 5 a.m. Just want to welcome you to the amazing show. The show that is made for all the amazing people. It's three minutes after the hour. Three and we just diving in into the word. And we were listening to MC saying, Father, we adore you. Hope you enjoyed that great song there. Just delighted to be here with you, excited and just looking forward to all great things that we are going to be focusing on. And yeah, still moving on with the Bible and certain uh, topics. There are going to be a lot of topics that we're going to be introducing actually. And I hope you actually get to relate with them. Just wrapping up uh, the book of Acts and then diving into new topics and just yeah, speaking about those as well. And just understanding what God wants us to focus on. Looking forward to a great time. Looking forward to a great show with you, family. And just, I just hope that you are enjoying yourself wherever you are. So I'm going to give you time to collect your Bibles wherever they are. If you want to record this, I'll do that. If you're having issues with, uh, you know, uh, hearing us properly, you can also catch us on DSTV Channel Audio. 882 uh, stream us online www.radiopulpit.co.za or just download our app on the app store or play store just to have a great time with us i hope that actually helps a lot as i am you know planning on enjoying myself with you family and having a great time of fellowship as well as i said you know what how we do it we delight in the word of god pray for each other fellowship and just have a great time together family and i hope with that being said, you know, we'll be great people and enjoy this great time. You can also send us messages on Telegram using the number 0826572729. 0826572729. That's where you can also catch us if you want to send a message to your favorite presenter, have a prayer request or just have a testimony. You can use that number to stay in touch with us. Let's listen to the amazing Juanita Bainam saying Psalm 23. Our family is just getting bigger and bigger. Welcome to 657 AM. Welcome back. You're still listening to The Morning Delight on Radio Pulpit AM 657. That was Juanita Bainham with Psalm 23. That's a classic right there. That's an old song. Right? But then for people who are older than me, they'll be like, ah, it's uh, it's not that classic. You know, they'll be, they know songs that have been around for 20 years plus. And I come in here with songs that have just been around for like 10 years plus. And when I see that, I was like, oh, yeah, that song has been around. It's been around. But I hope you enjoyed that. As I said, that we're just moving along. So we are focusing today's message on the book of Acts, Acts chapter 9. So that's where we will be uh, reading today. Acts chapter 9. And God willingly, I believe that we might even uh, move to... Uh, chapter 10 today just so we get to finish this book I would like you know it is my desire that by the first week of April the first or second Sunday of April we are done with the book of Acts that is my desire but anyway God is the one who has a final say about all this 
So it reads as follows. I'm using the Living Bible translation. That is what I'm using, I'm using now to read this. So just in case it looks a bit different from yours, family, I believe you have your Bibles and you are tuned in and ready. So it reads as follows. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath. He was eager to destroy the Lord's followers, so he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed uh, to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was nearing uh, Damascus on this mission, a brilliant light from heaven suddenly beamed down upon him. Okay, so I just want us to focus on this first three, three scriptures, right? Uh, the verses that we just read. That meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath. Like he, he, like he sounds like an, like an angry man, an angry, crazy person. And he was eager to destroy the Lord's followers. Like this is you and I at this time. And there are a lot of people who are like Saul now. Who are like Saul, but they are, they are now. They are in our current. Who are so eager to destroy the children of God. They are eager to destroy you just because you believe in God. You know, and he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking their cooperation in the arrest of any followers um, of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them both men and women back in Jerusalem in chains. So to him, he just wanted to arrest everybody who spoke of Christ. He didn't care. And uh, here's another thing that I'd, another question that I'd pose to you, right? What was so interesting about jesus that they were afraid of or that they felt intimidated about because no one can just wake up and decide i'm gonna go on a killing spree because of someone else i mean you don't even want people to speak about him what was it that they were afraid of that christ brought christ came with redemption christ came with liberty he came to set the people free but they were afraid of that. They didn't want that. And with that coming in as something that, you know, Christ brings, that that is something that, you know, they were not ready uh, for. Let's listen to Tina Zunga saying, I hope you'll enjoy the song. No hassles, no frills. It's just sounds full of life on 657 AM. And that was the amazing Andile Kamajola. Uh, Kamajola they're saying, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. That's the name of the song. That's what it means there. And before that, I played you Tina Zingu. They're saying, I hope you actually enjoyed those two amazing songs. And just moving along and speaking about the word. Our scripture reading today is found in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 9, so that's where we were. Uh, and now we're starting from verse, uh, verse let's, let's just start from verse 3 actually. So he says that as he was nearing Damascus on this mission, a brilliant light from uh, heaven suddenly beamed down upon him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So I'm just thinking about it. This person fell down and they already hear a voice. How many times do we actually get to hear certain voices in our heads that speak to us about certain instances i mean you can hear a voice that speaks to you about uh, some when you're about to do something wrong when you've done something wrong that voice of guilt or when you were supposed to do something and you forgot about it now you're actually starting to remember about it you know those are the things that we get to we get to think about especially when you are 
uh, trying to make sense of a lot of things. And then looking at it and thinking about it, you ask yourself, what is going on? What is happening? What do I have to do? What am I missing out on? I need God to, you know, to work things out for me. I need God to ensure that, you know what, things are working out and they are at their best. For me, for myself personally, and, you know, as we look at it, so we continue by saying, um, so verse 5, um, he says, who are you, sir? Saul asked, and the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you'll be told what you are to do. I mean, this is someone who's like, okay, why are you persecuting? Who are you, sir? And then he says, okay, this is who I am. And then Christ is like, get get up and go to, uh, go to a city and you will be told what you are to do. The man with Saul stood speechless with surprise, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but they saw no one. How amazing is this? And then as Saul picked himself up uh, off the ground, he found that he was blind. Oh, my word. Oh, gosh. Oh, my word. Like, this is this is something else. You hear a voice. Uh, you, see, you don't see anyone. There is a light, a brilliant light that from heaven suddenly beamed down upon you. Like it beams, you know how, how like something that beams, the light is so bright. Like any, a beam is a, is a light. It's brighter than like, you know, the normal light that you use in the house. Like it's in your face. You can't even open your eyes because that's how strong a beam is. And then we hear now that, um, Verse 7, it says that the men with Saul stood speechless with surprise, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but they saw no one. So that means the person they were speaking to was invisible. I mean, they literally couldn't see anything. They couldn't see anyone. And you think about like, what? They couldn't see anyone. This this is this is crazy. They couldn't see anyone. Like, there are these people. What, what were they busy with all this time? And then it says that, so, um, as Paul, verse 8, as Paul, as Saul, rather, uh, picked himself up off the ground, he found that he was blind. So Saul found out that he was actually blind. There was the beam, he heard the voice, and then now he's blind. He's been told that she's persecuting me. He's hearing the person say, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting me. So his, uh, his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days, and all that time he went without food and water. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, Go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas where you arrive. When you arrive, ask for Saul of Tassas. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying his hands on him so that he can see again. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back. So the people that Saul was traveling with because they were traveling to Damascus so that they could come back with more believers chained and ready to go to jail in Jerusalem. Like this is this is insane when you think about it. So he remained in Damascus blind for three days. And all the time he went without food and water. So this is this is quite interesting. So then then Christ now speaks to um Ananias, right? He says like uh he in a vision is like um go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you arrive, ask for Saul. So Saul is in the house of Judas. It's like this is this is quite interesting. He was catered for in a specific house, yet he was going around persecuting Christians. But the Lord exclaimed Ananias, I have heard about the 
Oh, okay. Verse 12. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying his hands on him so that he can see again. So, Saul has already been shown uh, visions already. He's even praying to God right now, you know. And he's being shown visions on the person who's going to be coming to him and pray for him so that he may get his sight back. That is that is quite interesting. So verse 13 uh, says, But Lord, this is Ananias replying to the Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. How many bad things have been spoken about you? How many bad things have you spoken about people? You know, sometimes we stop our blessings because we're thinking, you know, even when God is sending you somewhere, there's still that thing that, you know what, um, no, that person was bad. That person hurt me. That person did this. But then how many times does God forgive you? You know, he even tells us in his word that we need to forgive people 70 times, seven times. And then like, how many times is that? I mean, even in a day, a person can, like he says that in a day, not a month. Not a week, not like uh, forever, your lifetime. He says that in a day. How many stories were uttered about you regarding this? How many stories have you heard people speak about you? How many rumors have been going around? Or how many rumors have you started about people? How many people have you refused to help because you felt like, you know what, you can't because of the bad things that they've done? Even though God is the one who is sending you to do that. You know, as you think about that, let's hear uh, Kelly Price with the amazing song Healing. And I hope the song heals your heart as you realize that there's so many people in your life that you haven't really forgiven or let go, let, let go of the pain that they have caused you. It's here. Radio Pulpit's new website is live. You can tune in at radiopulpit.co.za and enjoy crystal clear sound with just a click of a button or listen to our podcasts. Discover biblical truths in our daily devotionals and let our stories of hope inspire you. You can download our app on this new look easy to use platform. Find your favorite program, get to know our presenters and so much more at radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. As easy as the touch of a button, the message of life on 657 AM. Welcome back. You were listening to uh, Kelly Price, the saying healing. I hope you enjoyed that great song. You're still listening to the Morning Delight on Radio Pulpit, AM 657. Radio Pulpit as your daily companion. You can also catch us on www.radiopulpit.co.za. Another alternative is for you to actually uh, download our app on your App Store, Play Store. Also, just go to DSTV. We are available uh, audio bouquet 882 and we're ready to hear from you. S- moving back into the word, Acts chapter 9. That's what we are. And then we are actually focusing on uh, verse 13. We're on verse 13 now, just going down. It says, but the Lord uh, exclaimed Ananias. But Lord exclaimed Ananias. I've heard about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And we hear that he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest every believer in Damascus. But the Lord said, go and do what I say, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the and to kings as well as to the people of Israel. 
So here's the story here. For God to come in and say that Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles. Here's another thing. Sometimes we do not want to help people because we have literally chewed them up. We are done with them. We've like, yeah, we are done. These, there's no more, no less. Like you're just done with people. But then God is saying that, no, like I still have to deal with that person. I am not done with that person. And yet you come in having concluded that, no, you know what? Their story is over. They are bad people. They'll never change. They can't change. But then God comes in and says that, um, that person is my chosen instrument to take my message to Gentiles, to kings, and as well as to the people of Israel. There's so much that you know that God can do, especially with people that you write off. So with this, I want us to learn not to write people off. You know, God is the one who knows what happens in the person and how he will win them over without us having you know, to write them off, without us having to conclude, without us having to judge them. All we have to do is pray and be obedient to what God is saying. If God says, I am sending you to go and heal this person, you go, you heal that person, ensure that they, you know, they receive their healing through Christ. If God is saying, you know what, go preach my gospel to that person. Out of obedience, you do that. We need to learn to do that. Everything that God says out of obedience. So verse 16 is saying, and I will show him how much he must suffer for him. And this is uh, verse 16, right? So verse 17 says, so Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you may get your sight back and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight and then he got up and was baptized. Afterward he ate some food and was strengthened. Saul stayed with believers in Damascus for a few days and immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogues, saying he is indeed the son of God. All who had heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who, uh, who persecuted Jesus' followers with such devastation in Jerusalem, they asked. And we understand that he came here to arrest them and take them in chains to the leading priest. So Saul's preaching became more and more powerful and the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. After a while, uh, the Jewish leaders decided to kill him. But Saul was told about their plot and that they were watching for him that day and night at the city gate so they could murder him. So during the night, some of the other believers let him down in a large basket through an opening in the city wall. When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers, but they were all afraid of him. They thought he was only pretending to be a believer. Then Barnabas brought him to the apostles and told them how Saul had seen God on the way to Damascus. Barnabas also told them what the Lord has said to Saul and how he boldly preached the name of Jesus in Damascus as well. It's difficult to face the overwhelming pressures of life alone. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to, someone to listen to us. And what better way to do that than through a quick and easy WhatsApp text? Whether you're having a hard time coping with school, family issues, being bullied, depression or anxiety, speak to someone who cares today. Send a WhatsApp message to 64 530 6805 or 074 
0985-995-9085. Our I Am Youth Counseling Team, Charles Dudoy and Danny Vambili, are ready to connect with you today. Hear the word and renew your life on 657 AM. Welcome back. This is still the Morning Delight on Radio Pulpit AM 657. Still tuned in and listening, uh, being captivated by the Word of God. Still on the book of Acts chapter 9 and I'll just be moving on. Um, Verse 26 was like, when Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet the believers, but they were all afraid of him. They thought he was only pretending to be a believer. Then Barnabas brought him to the apostles and told them how Saul has seen the Lord on his way to Damascus. Barnabas also told them what the Lord had said to Saul and how he boldly preached the name of Jesus in Damascus. Then the apostles accepted Saul and after that he was constantly with them in Jerusalem preaching boldly in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord. He debated uh, with some Greek-speaking Jews, but they plotted to murder him. When the believers heard about it, however, they took him to Caesarea and sent him on to his hometown of uh, Tarsus. The church then had peace throughout Judea, uh, Galilee and Samaria. And it grew in strength and numbers. The believers were walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Peter traveled from place to place to visit the believers and in his travels he came to the Lord's people in the town of Lydia. There he met a man named Ananias and who had who had been paralyzed for and bedridden for eight years. Peter said to him, Ananias, Jesus uh, Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. And he was healed instantly. Then the whole population of Lydia and Sharon turned to the Lord when they saw Ananias walking around. There was a believer in Joppa named Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor. About this time, she became ill and died, and her friends prepared her burial and laid her in an upstairs room. You all these people had had money, eh? Upstairs room. Double stories, I tell you, levels. But they had heard that Peter was nearby at Lydia. So they sent two men to beg him, please come as soon as possible. So Peter returned with them. And as soon as he arrived, they took him to the upstairs room. The room was filled with windows, who uh, widows who were weeping and showing him the coats and other garments Dockers had made for them. But Peter asked them all to leave the room and he knelt and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, get up, Tabitha. And she opened her eyes. When she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then he called in all widows and all the believers and showed them that she was alive. The news raced through the whole town and many believed in the name of the Lord. And Peter stayed a long time in Joppa, living with Simon and a leather worker. As we just reading the scripture and looking at it, we see here that, you know what? It wasn't easy for, for the other disciples to come in and welcome uh uh, and your Saul here and we're reading about him and just seeing that you know what the transformation that took place in his life like well, that encounter on the road of Damascus was too intense for him to decide that you know what there is no way I am not going back to the life that I was living living it for God I'm living for God like I'm sold out for God I'm not going to change anything I'm not going back to how my life was literally not going back and I'm going to focus on who God is in my life and I'm going to focus on doing what's right 
And we see here, you know, like he literally, you know, started preaching and became more and more powerful. And the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. And remember, he he was knowledgeable. He knew the law. So now coming in and having this experience that, you know what, Christ really is the Messiah. Then you, you can't, you literally can't even debate with him because he knew the law. He knew the word, like he knew it that intensely to a point that you can't even sit down. Like you tell him something, he'll tell you, but Christ is the Messiah, but Christ is the Messiah. So it's like he he figured out the flaw that he had into what actually caused him not to realize that, you know what, um, Christ was not the Messiah. Now he comes in with that and it's like, okay, no, this is a mistake that I made. And yeah, Christ is the Messiah. And I mean, after a while, it says that the Jewish leaders decided to kill him because he's now uh, fighting on the other side. He's now on the other side. I mean, they wanted this, but he's now not part of the thing that they wanted. Right. He even went as far as changing. I mean, he went to Damascus to actually get more uh, believers to come and persecute them in Jerusalem. But then he actually went there and he received Christ. I mean, he even got baptized. And then so. Those are just some of the things that, you know, we, we look at and we wonder, how did this happen? How did it come about for him to actually change and be this type of person? You know, if there's so many questions you can, that you can literally ask yourself about this. Let's listen to Baron Cage saying thankful and we'll be back to continue. No hassles, no frills. It's just sounds full of life on 657 AM. Welcome back. This is still the Morning Delight on Radio Pulpit, AM 657. Still speaking about the book of Acts, chapter 9, and I just will not conclude it, so we move on to uh, chapter 10. And, yeah, that's what we'll be focusing on just now. I just want to conclude on the fact that, you know what, uh, verse 26 says, When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers, but they were all afraid of him. So whenever you have changed your life and people around you do not believe it, do not worry. Stay strong. Remember why you are a believer. Remember what God did for you. Remember the encounter that you had for you to be born again. Do not let other people's experiences of you. Just understand that, you know what? These people are right. It's, they're right. Like, I don't blame them for feeling this way. It's because of the way I used to live. But then I have to show them that, you know what? The Christ that lives in me is really, is really real deal. I'm not just pretending, but this is my life. This is a lifestyle. I'm not pretending to be something that I'm not. I am living what I was purposed to be. I am living what I was created to be. I'm also with the fact that there will always be people around you who will vouch for your Christianity, who will vouch for your journey with God, who will vouch for your genuineness. You know, I mean, like there will be people who will speak ill of you. I mean, we've all had our fair share of rumors that were going around, the things that were being spoken about us. But hey, we see that he, like, you know, that, that uh, Saul even went as far as debating with Greek uh, speaking Jews, uh, but they even went as far as plotting to murder him. You know, and this just shows us that, you know what? There will be people who will fight your progress in life. So do not think that because you're progressing, because things are going well, that uh, you have nothing to worry about. There will still be people who actually get to come in and fight your progress. Just because you are growing in your journey with God, people will come like, yo, did you hear that person? Did you hear how they speak? Did you see how they articulate things? Have you seen how they actually, pre- how they preserve themselves, how how they set out the, like, you know, certain things? So that's just something that, you know, you need to be uh, certain of that. Life isn't always, you know, uh, as you would like it to be. It's, there are no rainbows. There are no uh, cartoons. There are no superheroes or not. You need to make what you like. Literally, 
that you need to fight for the things that you want. And sometimes for the dignity and the character that you want to build, it's a fight because you'll be trying so hard to live and to build your life according to what the Bible says. And there'll be people and there'll be forces that are coming all directions just to ensure that you fail at it. Because, hey, there's greater things that are going to come out of you. There are so many things. I mean, we look at the story of a caterpillar. When a caterpillar is just walking around, roaming around on the trees, on the ground, wherever, nobody thinks that this will one day be a beautiful butterfly. But as it grows, as it becomes older, it turns and then it, it transforms and it becomes a butterfly. That is what happens when you meet Jesus Christ. Christ meets you as a caterpillar. And the minute you start journeying with him, start progressing with him, you become that amazing and beautiful butterfly. So yeah, don't worry about that. Don't don't even stress yourself about such about such things, hey. That's just how life is. So moving along to chapter 10 of the book of the uh, of the Acts of Apostles. It says that in Caesarea there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout man who feared God of Israel, as did his entire household. He gave generously to charity and was a man who regularly uh, prayed to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming towards him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, your prayers and gifts to the poor have not gone unnoticed by God. So here's the thing. Sometimes we think that by giving and doing good things that, you know, people have to see, but God is the one who looks at you. I mean, if this guy was able to do this, he wasn't even born again. Like God had to send an angel so that he can go and speak to him. And it's, and the angel is saying that your prayers and gifts to the poor have not gone unnoticed by God. How many of us actually take everything to social media? You're giving to the poor, you're giving to charity, you're doing whatever, a soup kitchen, whatever it may be. Social media has to know what you are busy with and it doesn't work like that. It should never work like that. You need to know and understand that, you know what, this is my life. I'm not going to focus on this. I'm going to do this. No one should know but God, I'm doing this for God. I'm not doing it for people. But we have come out of doing things for God, doing this because this is what we are called for, to doing things for people. I mean, we're doing it for people so much that, you know what, if we're not getting, we, we want those likes, we want those followers, we want those views. We're doing it for, for social media. We're doing it to be seen, to be given praise, to be acknowledged by people. And that's never a reason for you to do good. No, it says uh, from verse uh, verse five says, now send uh, some men down to Joppa to find a man named Sim, uh, Simon Peter, uh, a name Simon Peters. He is staying with Simon, a leather worker who lives near the shore. Ask him to come and visit you. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants. He told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. The next day, as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the city, Peter went up to the flat roof to pray. It was about noon. He was hungry, but while lunch was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles and birds. Then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat them. Never, Lord, Peter declared. I have never in all my life eaten anything forbidden by our Jude- our Jewish laws. The voice spoke again. If God says something is acceptable, don't say it isn't. 
The same vision was repeated three times and the sheet was pulled up again to heaven. Peter was very perplexed what could this vision mean. Just then the men sent by Cornelius found the house and stood outside at the gate. They asked if there was a place where Simon Peter was staying. This this is a, you know what, before I can actually uh, continue with this, let's listen to Lebo Desani saying Melelepelo. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Get your daily bread, but also your faith in practice. It's 657 AM. The sounds of your life. Welcome back. That was BJG Church Choir saying Unghopole Morena. And before that, I played you an amazing song by the beautiful Lebo uh, Tessani singing Melelepelu. I hope you enjoyed this great Betty songs. Betty uh, also too, I'm just not sure, but yeah, I believe that you actually enjoyed this song. Still speaking on the book of Acts, we are now in chapter 10 and um, we're still we're on verse, verse 18, right? So they asked if this was the place where Simon Peter was staying. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men have have come looking for you. Go down and go with them without hesitation. All is well, for I have sent them. So Peter went down and said, I am the man you are looking for. Why have you come? They said, We were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He is a devout man who fears the Lord of Israel and is well respected by all the Jews. A holy angel instructed him to send for you so you can go to his house and give him a message. So Peter invited the men to be his guest for the night. The next day he went with them accompanied by some other believers from Joppa. They arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for him and had called together his relatives and close friends to meet Peter. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell to the floor before, in, before him in worship, but Peter pulled him up and said, Stand up, I am a human being like you. So Cornelius got up and they talked together and went inside where others were assembled. Peter told them, You know it is against Jewish laws for me to come into a Gentile home like this. But God has shown me that I should never think of anyone as impure. So I came as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me, Cornelius replied. Four days ago I was praying in my house at three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send some men to Joppa and and summon Simon Peter. He is staying in the house of Simon, a leather worker who lives near the shore. So I sent for you at once and it was good for you of you to come. Now here we are waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God doesn't show a partiality. 
In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. I'm sure you have heard about the good news for the people of Israel, and that is the peace with God through Jesus Christ with the Lord of all. You know what happened all through Judea, beginning in Galilee after John the Baptist began, began preaching. And no doubt you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all those who were, op- who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Israel and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by crucifying him. But God raised him to life three days later. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen beforehand to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is ordained of God to be the judge of all the living and the dead. He is the one of all the prophets testified about saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who had heard the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon a Gentile too. And there could be no doubt about it, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, Can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. Yo, uh, this this book is interesting. The book of Acts is quite interesting. So we're just going to be continuing. We were were at the time. So we're just going to be unraveling it, right? So we were still at, we stopped at the time that Peter went into a trance. So it's verse 10. He was hungry, but while hungry was being prepared and lunch was being prepared, he fell into a, a trance. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. So a large sheet, like I'm trying to envision a large sheet that is being let down by its four corners. And in the sheet were, all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. So in this large sheet that was being uh, let down, there were literally all animals that you can think of, reptiles, all birds, literally anything you can think of in terms of, you know, any like animals that was there. Then a voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. So with this, remember uh, in the, the Jewish law, there are certain animals that you cannot eat. There's some that you can eat. I know pork is some of the animals that you can't eat. You can't eat like there's certain things that you really cannot eat according to the Jewish law, right? So now a voice is telling him, Peter, kill and eat them. And now he's thinking, there's such things that I have to kill and eat them. How am I eat? There is that uh the kosher thing that most um most Jews I know go after and they focus on that. So it's more like okay. I am killing something and I have to eat it. Something that according to my tradition, according to my laws, I'm not even supposed to be eating them. And then uh, then verse 14 says, never, uh, oh, Peter says never in verse 14, never, Lord, Peter declared. I have never in all my life eaten anything forbidden by our Jewish laws. So you hear him, he's saying that he has never in all his life eaten anything that is forbidden by his Jewish law. 
Meaning that God is trying to break him out of that religious law mindset type of thing. That you know what? If I never said something as is not like you know uh is not unpure it's not filthy i never said like you need to hear from me if i said something then you must do something if i said this is acceptable then it is acceptable if i'm saying this is unacceptable then it is not acceptable at all so verse 15 says the voice spoke again if god said something is acceptable don't say it isn't the same vision was repeated three times then the sheet was pulled up again to heaven Peter was very perplexed. Uh, what could this vision mean? So this takes us back to the cup, last couple of scriptures where um, Peter, when he arrived at Cornelius, was like, um, you know, according to the Jewish law, I'm not supposed to be in a Gentile's home. So it takes us back here to where verse 15 says that if God says something is acceptable, don't say it isn't. Because just because we think something isn't right doesn't mean that uh it it isn't sometimes we think this is right but still doesn't mean that it's right so god is the one who determines if something is good or it's bad and that's just how it is that's the way it is we need to understand it and we need to make peace with it as we listen to vicky villagaza saying feel the pulse of the real life on 657 am 657 am the sounds of your life Welcome back. You're still listening to The Morning Delight on Radio Pulpit AM 657. My name is Rafilwe. With you Sunday morning between 3 and 5 a.m. The early hours of Sunday morning before we, you get ready for church. I'm here with you, fellowshipping with you, engaging with you, and just delighting in the Word of God with you. Also catch us on DSTV channel audio 882. Alternatively, you can download our app on the App Store or Google Play Store. And also, you can just stream us online, www.radiopulpit.co.za. Looking forward to just, you know, um, continuing speaking about the word. We're in uh, Acts 10 now, and we were just, you know, speaking about how how the, the vision that happened, the trends that Peter was in, you know, and how, how that came about. And I actually took it down and also... Um, explain how it correlates to what we were like what God was actually trying to explain to him uh, we're seeing that he was in the he was in the vision like from verse verse 13 uh, verse, verse 12 yes verse 12 we see that the energy sheet there were all sorts of animals all that it's going and 16 says the same vision was repeated three times and the sheet was pulled up again into heaven and Peter was very perplexed what could this vision mean just then just then, the men sent by Corinus found the house and stood outside the gate. They asked if this was the place where Simon Peter was staying. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men have come looking for you. Go down and go with them without hesitation. All is well, for I have sent them. Here's the thing. Now he's about to break religion. Right? In him breaking religion, he is led by the Holy Spirit. Meaning that the Holy Spirit will be the one that actually tells you if what you're doing is right or wrong. The Holy Spirit will tell you that, you know what, that is a traditional law. But according to, but, but I have come to break that. I have come so that you may have life. And you cannot have life if you de-associate yourself with other people that are meant to be part of the body of Christ. You cannot have life if you think that other people are better if ever you think that you are better than other people or you esteem other people better than you you will not live your life no abundantly because you will always think 
And that no, I don't deserve that. That is not for me. This is not for me. I'm supposed to be focusing on that. I'm not supposed to be focusing on that. And things will never work out for you because what you have limited yourself and also you have limited others to a certain mindset or capacity of your mind in terms of the thinking and how it's broadened that you just feel, you know what, it ends here. But the word of God tells us that what God is able to do is bigger, is exceedingly, is abundantly, is above all that I can as an individual ask or even think of. You know, I can just think, okay, God, I'm asking for a car, but God can be thinking, not even thinking a car. God can even think of me owning a fleet of cars and being in the transport industry. You know, God thinks bigger god things broader even things of you know ways of okay being in the transport industry you don't even have to worry about anything all you have to do is you're gonna travel for free all you have to do is just be here do this however way just you know those simple things those small things that you know we can easily miss that god just comes in and he uses them to work you know through us he uses them to just build a certain character in us right so verse uh verse uh, 20 says go down with them without hesitation all is well i have sent them so christ is saying all like you know the holy spirit is saying all is well and you're thinking okay there are three men who are here all is well you don't even know what to expect but you know that you know what god has said all is well so that is how we're supposed to tackle it live that is how we're supposed to tackle it situations we know that what god said that he will never leave us nor forsake us so no matter what happens all is well god is there no matter what happens all is well god is with you be it something that you know you were praying for you're not praying for be it something that is so hard and hectic that you feel like you know what you have no strength anymore all is well god promised in his word he will never leave you he will never forsake you that means he never will all is well just conclude it like that all is well that is how your life will be all is well don't even think that you know what um this is too hard never in your life say something is too hard god looks at it and he's like Ah, this is a walk in a park for you. If you are going through it, that means God has already defeated it for you. You just have to go through the journey that God has already defeated for you. You know, he's the mighty warrior. He's great in battle. He has already conquered all that you're going through. Remember his word says that he finishes the beginning before, he finishes the end before the beginning. So whatever you're going through, God has already finished it. He is done with it. It is well. Go. He is He's sending you there. It is well. So verse 21 says, so Peter went down and said, I'm the man you're looking for. Why have you come? Confidently so, boldly so. That is how we're supposed to be going through storms, going through situations that we don't even understand, going through interviews. You go to interview, they say, uh, Refila, come. It said, you're being interviewed now. They say, who are you? I boldly tell them, I am Refila, I'm a child of God. These are my weaknesses, these are my strengths, but I am here to change things. I am here to show you what I'm capable of. I'm here to allow God to show you what I can do and for you to experience Him. That is what we are supposed to be saying, but we don't even use even the word of god to open doors we don't even say you know what i claim that that is mine we go in there like crying like acting like you know we are uh, apologetic or something you don't have to be apologetic god said it is yours god says you are his child you don't have to act, act apologetic god says that he has given you power over all things you don't have to act up like you're an, an apology like you're apologetic or something you have already been called for greater exploits. Don't come here thinking that you know what, you don't deserve this, you don't you deserve it. That's why you are here. You are here because it is yours. You deserve it. Never even think that you know what, you don't deserve something. Like it is yours. You deserve it. Never even think that you know it's not meant for you. 
Then uh, 22 said, they said, we were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He is a devout man who fears the Lord of Israel and is well respected by all the Jews. A holy angel instructed him to send for you so you can go to his house and give him a message. So Peter invited them to be his guest for the next night. For the night. The next day he went with them accompanied by some other believers from Joppa. This is just straightforward. They arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends to meet him. As Peter pulled him up and said, stand up, I am a human being like you. No, uh, verse 25. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell to the floor before him in worship. But Peter pulled him up and said, stand up, I am a human being like you. So Cornelius got up and they, and they talked together and went inside where the others were assembled. Peter told them, you know, it is against the Jewish laws for me to come into the Gentile homes like this. Reminds us to the trends that he was in, takes us back there. But God has shown me that I should never think of anyone impure. Remember, do not say something is uh, is impure if God didn't say that. So that is just how it is. No matter what the traditions say, no matter what, if God hasn't said something, do not, like, it doesn't matter what your culture, your traditions say, but if God hasn't said it, you cannot live your life or base your life on it. You can never base your life on something that God hasn't even said or hasn't even ordained. So as you think about that, let's listen to the amazing William McDowell with the song, I Gave Myself Away. It's here. Radio Pulpit's new website is live. You can tune in at radiopulpit.co.za and enjoy crystal clear sound with just a click of a button or listen to our podcasts. Discover biblical truths in our daily devotionals and let our stories of hope inspire you. You can download our app on this new look, easy to use platform. Find your favorite program, get to know our presenters and so much more at radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Welcome back. That was William McDowell with I Gave Myself Away. Uh, so we'll just be concluding here on this uh, chapter, chapter 10, the story of um, of Peter and Cornelius. So verse um, 29 says, So I came as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius replied, Four days ago I was praying in my house at three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send some men to Joppa, then someone's, someone Simon Peter he is staying in the home of Simon, a leather worker who lives near the shore. So I sent for you at once and it was good for you to come. Now here we are waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God doesn't show uh, partiality. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. So literally in every nation, God accepts those who fear him. He doesn't care. That's why we, we hear about the greatest church that is formed in China, the underground church, how many miracles we've seen, how they literally like they are sold out for Christ. They are like, I literally do not know how we literally get to know, uh, 
undermine certain things and take advantage of situations that we are in where people in China are literally, you know, having secret meetings just so they can get to worship God, come together as believers and pray to God and see God moving. But we have the liberty. We are not, we don't even have anything that is, you know, uh, coming against us and telling us, don't pray, don't do this. But yet we have people who in their own country, they're not even allowed to do that, but they're doing it and they see God moving. Why can't we see God moving in our lives? We need to just come out of that mindset, I tell you. Uh, verse 36, I'm sure you have heard about the good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened all through Judea uh, beginning in Galilee, after John the Baptist began preaching? And no doubt... You know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Israel and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by crucifying him, but God raised him to life three days later. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God has chosen beforehand to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is ordained of God to be the judge of all and the living and the dead. He is the one of all prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Even as Peter was saying this, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who had heard the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon the Gentiles too. So they were amazed because they're thinking, ah, no, we are the special ones. We are the children of God. We are the, the chosen ones of God. We are the anointed one. All those other people, they are subject to us. We are not subject to them and all that. The touch, you know, there's that thinking that, you know, we're superior. Especially we see it, especially even with churches, people will be like, I fall under church A, so I'm superior. Church Z has this, so that one is superior. We have that. List, that I don't know where that mentality comes from, but that is wrong. That is not of God. So I ask you, I urge you, do not allow yourself to be consumed by such things, such evil, such scrutiny that doesn't even represent God. That isn't even of God. Continues by saying, uh, verse 46, and they could be no doubt about it for they heard the speaking uh, of they had them speaking in tongues and praising God then Peter asked can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did so he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ after what Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days so that is just the end of um chapter 9 and we'll just be focusing on chapter 11 and 12 and all the others so i am just grateful you know to be speaking to you about all this and also encouraging you and making sure that you are aware that sometimes we undermine people because we do not understand what is going on and i don't want you to undermine people i want you to understand to pray if if you're confused about something pray allow the holy spirit to be the one that that literally reveals everything that is going on do not be the first to you know throw in the stone and say like i'm better than that person rather pray and get guidance from god that is the best way because when whatever god tells you it's what you will do and it's what you will understand instead of relying on people whom you are not even sure if they are being real or not let's listen to one amazing song and yeah after that we'll just be you know having a great time and just yeah this is just the closing the closing of this topic
So we'll just be back to wrap up the show and yeah, say our goodbyes. It's difficult to face the overwhelming pressures of life alone. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to, someone to listen to us. And what better way to do that than through a quick and easy WhatsApp text? Whether you're having a hard time coping with school, family issues, being bullied, depression or anxiety, speak to someone who cares today. Send a WhatsApp message to 064-530-6805 or 074-995-9085. Our I Am Youth Counseling Team, Charles Dudoy and Danny Vambili, are ready to connect with you today. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that great song. Now, this is the end of today's show. If you just tuned in, well, you were early for next week. Remember, we are on every Sunday morning between 3 and 5 a.m. I'm Rafile Lamola, and I'm grateful to get to spend time of fellowship with you. From me, Rafile, and, you know, you family, oh, the fellowship is just magnificent. It's just great. As we continue just speaking on the Book of Acts and just learning about what the people were doing from the Book of Acts, the things that they were engaging in and how amazing all they were doing is and how we learn from it and we get to see you know what if they were mere people like us and if they were able to walk with god in a mighty way like that then what is stopping us from also working with god in a similar way if not more and it's just exciting you know to get to just read about such things to hear about such things and now just you know also getting to experience you know um, a certain side of the Apostle Paul and the, 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 the change that is happening as well. And also thinking about like how, how, how much of a, a, a murderer he was. He was against the people of God and now things are changing. Just shows you that God can literally change anyone in your life. So do not lose hope. Continue praying for them. Continue believing in them and continue believing in the word of God. Uh, from Miri Fula and the Radio Pulpit family. We love you, family. Have a great time and enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy your week and stay blessed. Discover an abundance of life. 657 AM.